Gareth Wheeler with you. This is Toronto Today, TSN 1050. Uh, thrilled to welcome back to the program Mr. Chris Cuthbert, uh, TSN play-by-play for not only TSN Hockey, but the CFL on TSN as well. It's the Argonauts. It's the Blue Bombers tonight, 8 p.m. on Canada Sports Leader. Before we get into tonight's game, Chris, I mean, you cover both the NHL, you cover the CFL as well. A lot of good guys in those leagues. But I look and see what's happening with Mayweather-McGregor and just wonder, these are two very physical sports. You add a little controversy, you add a little hype to it. Wouldn't it do both these leagues a world of good to start embracing this sort of approach? Well, yeah, Mark Trespin wouldn't agree with you, but uh, <laughs> right. you know, I, I will say that uh, there's a fair bit of trash talk in the in the CFL, and and sometimes it it spills over to uh, to Twitter, and and you got guys like Manny Arsenault in in BC, and Nick Lewis in Montreal, and Simone Lawrence in in Hamilton, and and those guys uh, those guys like to chirp, and and they have. They have fun doing it, but they they can have a pretty sharp needle too. Uh, it's just so um, counterculture to what what happens in in hockey that uh, uh, I'm not expecting that to change soon. But uh, you get a little bit of it in the CFL, although uh, there are head coaches like Mark Tressman who are going to make sure it's kept to a minimum for some teams. Sure, I I, I mean in a totally get that from a coaching perspective I just wonder like oftentimes league leagues find their players when they speak out share their true thoughts if you just let them go and actually encouraged it could it help the leagues grow or is it just not simply not in the DNA of most of the, these athletes whether it be on the field or on the ice well, I, I think again in in the culture of hockey, you're raised not to uh, not to say anything, not to be controversial, not to make yourself a target. Uh, um, you know, the, the CFL just went through something yesterday. Bo Levi Mitchell, uh, right, yeah. uh, criticizing uh, an official's call that uh, that uh, that I criticized. Glenn Suter did on the air as it happened because it was an awful call. Um, we didn't get fined, but uh, but Bo Levi Mitchell, I, I think in in some way refreshing you'd get that candor uh in social media and uh, and yet he got fined and and yet you could probably interview a few other guys in the media that said well he deserved it because uh it, you cross the line when you start talking about officials so uh um you know there there it's a two, it's a two-edged sword for sure sure and i completely understand that but do you think we'll get to a point where some of these leagues like the CFL, will kind of back off and say, you know what, this might actually be good for our brand. A little sports hate, a little controversy, you know, a little bit of edge, Chris. I I don't think the CFL's against it. I, I Again, I just, I don't know if even if the NHL encouraged it, you'd see much of it from... Uh, from the NHL, you might get a little bit, but uh, but but not a whole lot. Uh, uh, but uh, it, it's not much doubt that it's 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 selling in in the UFC and and it's going to sell that fight uh, big time. Yeah, Chris Cuthbert joining me on the line at CCTSN on Twitter. So I mean, you cover hockey, you cover football. When you watch what's going down between Mayweather and McGregor, do you kind of like roll your eyes? Like, how do you approach what you're seeing, which is going to draw in hundreds of millions of dollars worth of revenue just for this one fight alone? 
Well, you know, I, I guess I'm old school where uh, uh, nobody nobody talked the talk and, and promoted quite like Muhammad Ali. And, and, and for me, you know, it's been there, done that uh, kind of uh, we've seen the, this before. I, as much as we're hearing from these guys, I mean, we know it's going to be a monster box office. I, I don't know how much more they're going to sell, than I think everybody's ready to put their money down and watch the fight anyway. But <laughs> yeah. uh, I guess uh, keep keep putting more gas on the fire. No kidding. Uh, Argonauts Blue Bombers tonight. It's been a real strong start to the season for the Toronto Argonauts. It's quite incredible how in the CFL, Chris, you can turn things around so quickly. How much of that has to do with a healthy Ricky Ray versus Mark Tressman, Jim Pop coming to this organization and kind of giving them that shot in the arm that they desperately needed? You know, I, I think they're way ahead of schedule, and you're right. In the CFL, you can turn it around in in, in short order, but this is uh, this is unbelievable. This is uh, in three or four months, and uh, and what you just said, it's all of the above. It's uh, it's a it's a veteran GM Jim Pop who has who's made some key signings. It's uh, it, it's a it's a guy like Mark Tressman who can implement a, a system that, that that's a proven winning system in the Canadian Football League, and and he can put it down in uh, in a very short period of time. And it also requires uh, an elite quarterback uh, like Ricky Ray, um, who you know, is very similar to, to what Anthony Calvillo was when Mark Trestman came into the league uh, a number of years ago. So uh, it, it's that and more. I mean, I think the biggest story so far has been the Argos uh, defense, which is which has just been dominating so far, and and uh, and some new guys like Victor Butler, who uh, who have more sacks than most of the teams in the league so far. I mean that the the dreaded defense has been uh, a big story, and I I don't think anybody really saw it uh, evolving this quickly. Well, when you bring in a guy like Bear Woods, there's obviously going to be a response with a name like that, and he's been great thus far for this team. But it's kind of funny, like we, we were sitting here during the summer when the changes played out for the Toronto Argonauts, and you're like, wow, they're leaving this late. I guess that's what makes it that much more surprising that there was a level of instability or at least perceived instability over the course of this over the course of the off season I should say and it's all come together so quickly that's what makes this such a surprise No no question I mean I I think back in January uh you're looking at the situation and thinking this 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 has potential disaster written all over it. But uh, but the day that uh, Michael Copeland announced that Jim Pop was going to take over and Mark Tressman was coming, I I think anybody that's followed the league for a while said, okay, now now it's starting to make some sense. Uh, nevertheless, it was. Uh, it still was a huge uphill climb, and, and and again, I mean, to have Ricky Ray and and some established guys on on offense uh, help, but I, I mean, we were wondering who who was going to catch the football because uh, they lost all their receivers to free agency. There there were a couple of guys like Ernest Jackson, the Great Cup hero, who who wanted to come here, but uh, uh, but but that management team wasn't in place yet, so he went elsewhere. Uh, I mean, to get S.J. Green and maybe take a flyer on a guy that's career was was 
kind of in question and and to and to find out he's still one of the elite guys in the league after a, a catastrophic knee injury i mean everything's gone right so far but it's only we're only three weeks in but right. it, really the argos <laughs> are uh i mean everything has gone absolutely right for the most part so far sj went for 210 and 10 catches last week i mean He's been outstanding. I, I, you mentioned the defense as well. Okay, that's going to be a key component to this team. But really in this league, Chris, I mean, the biggest ingredient for long-term success this year, it has to be Ricky Ray. Like, end of story, right? Without a top quarterback or a competent quarterback in this league, you're totally lost. That's what makes them a Grey Cup contender as long as Ricky can stay upright. Absolutely. And, and we're you know, you're kind of looking at it thinking, it, it, it's it's an ideal scenario right now. What happens if he if he doesn't last half a season? Then it's then it's trouble like it was last year when he could only play nine games. But uh, uh, but this offense is perfectly suited for him. I, I you know I went back and checked Anthony Calvillo's first year under Mark Tressman, and he passed for two thousand more yards than the previous season. Uh, the first year in Mark Tressman's system at about the same age as Ricky Ray. So. Uh, you kind of had a feeling that uh, something special could happen, and and Ricky Ray's back to uh, uh, back to being the guy that we've known in the league for a long time. I mean, for a couple of years after the shoulder surgery, he couldn't make all the throws. He's making all the throws again. Uh, T.J. Heath, who leads the league in interceptions, was in Argo. Now he's in Winnipeg. You know, practice against Ricky Ray all last year, and he's watching film and saying, "Well, that's a different guy than I practiced against last year." So, uh, so Ray. Is is back and now they got to keep him healthy and uh, and and as effective as he is right now. Chris, you bring up Mark Tressman. Uh, he's been known as a quarterback guru or a coaching guru when it comes to the quarterback position, but couldn't make it work with Jay Cutler in Chicago. Was 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 that just what was going on around him? Is, is that on Cutler? And, and and how did that change the way that people perceived or looked at Mark Tressman? Because so far so good here with Ricky Ray. So I'm wondering, like, well, what went wrong? Why couldn't he work with an extremely talented guy in Chicago who really fell short of reaching his NFL potential? Well, you know, I from the outside, I I've I've always believed it. It fell on Cutler because. Uh, because Mark Tressman had success with a lot of NFL quarterbacks. I mean, he turned Rich Gannon's career around at the late stages of uh, of his career, the same way he he did it with Anthony Calvillo. He's done it with a number of of, of NFL quarterbacks, but uh, but there didn't seem to be the same buy-in. And Mark Tressman will, as always, emphasize that the. In fact, Mark Tressman goes out of his way uh, to always stress team and not talk about individuals. And the only individual he'll ever discuss is the quarterback and he loves to say the quarterback has to transcend the locker room it, you've, you, the, Mark Tressman and the quarterback have to be on the same page and it never appeared like that was the case in Chicago. Looking forward to tonight's game. It's the Blue Bombers and the Argonauts. I'm hoping that you and the crew at TSN can kind of get Matty Nichols and Ricky Ray doing their best Conor McGregor, Floyd Mayweather Jr. impressions. That that would be something else. Yeah, we better find two other guys. They're they're buddies <laughs> from the same hometown, so uh, oh, these really? guys golf together, and maybe they maybe they do that chirping on the golf course. But uh, uh, the last two guys they will expect are Ray and Nichols. But there might be a few others on the field that uh, get into it. Get Sean Lemon going. See, Chris, because they're from the same hometown, they probably have a lot of dirt on one another. Like that—that's what you want 
they they might have. They might have. <laughs> Thanks, Chris. Have a great call tonight. Okay, Thanks good. for joining oh, us. My pleasure. Chris Cuthbert, the voice of CFL football, TSN Hockey at CC. TSN on Twitter, Argonauts, Blue Bombers. Tonight, 8 p.m. on Canada Sports Leader and right here on TSN 1050.